in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Miles Garrett was hurt in the Pro Bowl games. He dislocated a toe. He'll be ready to go for the start of the yeah, season. Yeah, saw him. Uh, saw him limping off. Black, black football's dangerous. Cleveland's really happy with that. Yeah. If they're watching that thing, and he's the only one who limps off. Do we uh, blame Allegiant and their field being crappy? I think we blame some of those weird uh, games they had going on. What, what did he participate? It's in? just the flag football game, wasn't it? Oh, I'm t- I'm talking about like some of the pregame, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, but he got hurt in the flag football Did he get game. hurt in the game? I thought so. When was he limping? I don't. I just saw the oh, tape of him limping. Okay. I didn't know if it was after I mean, one of those weird games. They or did not. the obstacle course thing where the offensive lineman ran through walls. Yeah, uh, and it had to go. Th- someone had to go through tires. Yeah, but he wasn't going through the walls. So, mate, did he did he dislocate it on a tire? That'd actually be kind of funny <laughs> if that's how he did it. No, nah, I think I, I don't think linemen were in the tires, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Flag football, dangerous game. Um, but yeah, he uh, dislocated his toe. I guess that's okay. Tyree Kill, by the way. You saw him get lit up by Jalen Ramsey, right? I did not. Oh, he just, De- Devontae Adams catches a pass. He's at the goal line and flips it backwards to Tyree Kill. And Jalen Ramsey just ends up lighting up Tyree Kill. That's the great sound from the open I played that you said you love so much. Yeah. At was, the two-yard line, he lateraled it to Hill, and Hill got blown up. Yeah, by Jalen Ramsey. Now, Hill jumped up and was fine and kept playing some flag football, but that was it. Which, by the way, can I? my main complaint about the Pro Bowl games... Why were there three flag football games? I think, I don't know, but I think it was because they had that score thing and they wanted to make it as close as possible. So you had a championship game. I I can't tell you, man. I I lost track of what was happening there. And I read all the stories and I tried to keep up with what was actually going to happen. But I don't remember the exact reason of why they had three. Like I watched the first one and... Was uh, it because you had so many players that you wanted to get all the players in? I guess. Uh, but the first one, you know, Geno Smith and uh, Huntley played every snap for right. their that quarterback. And I was like, well, that's weird. They just not playing the other quarterbacks. And then they started showing uh, kick-tack-toe or something like that. And then eventually they come back and it's like, oh, here comes Trevor Lawrence to start game right. two. And I'm like, there's a game two? Against, I think, Jared Goff. Yes, and then the last one was Kirk Cousins. Cousins against Derek Carr. Right. But I was like, Maybe that's why they did it. So many really players. doing this? Just play a longer single game, right? Let everyone get let everyone get a few minutes? Right. I don't know. I just It was just like, ah, the first one to me, I was like, oh, that was pretty fun, flag football. And I was like, oh, my God, they're doing it again? It wasn't that much fun. <laughs> and then, oh, there's a third one? Let's relax here on this. Let's calm down with the flag football. Just make it one big one or make it like a seven-game series and get rid of all of the Pro Bowl games, because if they all enjoy the flag football better, do that. Man, you know, that's a great question. LeBron James is 36 points away from becoming the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. He would pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who scored 38,387 points in his career. The Lakers host Oklahoma City tomorrow. If he gets 36, he would break it against Oklahoma City. Do you believe the conspiracy theory? 
that LeBron is not going to try to break it against Oklahoma City, but instead would do it on Thursday against Milwaukee, a team Kareem played for, and that game is also on TNT. I love conspiracy theories, so I'll just say yes. I think so, too. He gets to 35. He starts passing the ball. Yeah. I don't even think he gets as close as 35. I think he's going to be like, let, 28. Me, let me get 28, and then I can break Kareem's record in like the first quarter against of that game against Milwaukee. Team. Yeah. Because you you kind of don't want to break the record like with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Because, right. you know, if it's like a close game, it's but if you do it in like the first quarter, like eight minutes in, there can be like a real like, oh, we're going to stop and congrats. Like it can Silver be a real down, moment. Hands on the, right. the award or whatever they're going to give him. Whereas if it's like, oh, there's 38 seconds left and LeBron hits a go ahead jumper to break the yeah. record. We, we're going to stop the game and be like, ah, congrats. Yeah. All right. Thunderball down one with 30 seconds yeah. to play. Stop so I think he's he's going to try to get to about like 28 points and make it a legitimate first quarter possibility for the Thursday game on TNT against the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm out. All right. A um, pretty serious and strange Very story. Very weird. This is from The Athletic. Um, John Morant and his friends confronted members of the Pacers outside the FedEx Forum in Memphis. This happened after a January game Pacers were playing in Memphis. And according to Story in the Athletic, Acquaintances of Grizzly star John Morant aggressively confronted members of the Pacers traveling party near the team bus in the loading area of the FedEx Forum. And later, someone in a slow-moving SUV, which Morant was riding in, trained a red laser on them. So that red laser, members of the Pacers, according to this story, thought that it might be a gun. There's a quote in there from a security guard who apparently said that was absolutely a gun. The NBA has conducted their own investigation into this, and they could not determine if there was a gun that was used as a threat. So they didn't reject that there could have been a gun and a laser pointed at the play, uh, Pacers players, but they also said we can't confirm that that happened. This apparently originates from during the game. One of John ja Morant's friends was ejected because he was on the court yelling at Pacers players and got ejected and apparently decided, well, I'm going to wait for the Pacers after the game near their team bus. Okay, let's just say it was a laser, but John ja Morant is in the in the in the SUV. Yes. And he was with them when they confronted him. So he was not, when they were waiting for the Pacers outside the Pacers he wasn't bus, there. he wasn't there. He showed up and they got in a car and left is the way the story was reported by the athletic. So John ja Morant wasn't waiting for the Pacers to yell at them afterwards. John ja Morant showed up to his friends yelling at the Pacers and then got in a car. But and, he's in a car where they're pointing a laser. And the Pacers say that the red laser was pointed at them from the car that John ja Morant was in. I mean, what are you doing if you're John Moran? I have no idea. Aren't you saying, what are we doing here? Right. Saying it's, it's a basketball game. It's, what are you guys? Yeah. What are you guys doing? You got ejected for trash talking with the Indiana Pacers. You surprised like, no discipline came on John Moran? <sighs> What's he doing in that car? I mean, not 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 that not what is he doing in that car? What is he doing that allows that to happen where the laser's pointed? So, okay, on the discipline side, I don't know what exactly you discipline John ja Morant for. Like, if you're the NBA, like, what rule did he break? Like, he shows up, his friends are yelling at the Pacers or whatever they were doing. 
and they leave. And that's what the NBA knows happened. The NBA said they don't know if a gun was pointed or a laser was pointed at anybody. So I don't think there's really something Morant did that you could actually say, hey, we're suspending or fining you for. Um, But your overall point is right. How are you in this situation? Like, why are you? Why are you What is this scenario and how is John Morant? Like, why are you putting yourself in that situation? It's bizarre. And... What what's up with the Grizzlies? Like there's a lot there's been a lot of like fun and dumb stuff, right? Like the Shannon Sharp stuff right. was sort of fun and dumb. You know, they have this uh, verbal rivalry with the Warriors where they're always trash talking right. and the Warriors trash talk back. But like what what are we doing here? Like is is this going to be an every like week or two week thing? There's like some story about the Grizzlies trying to fight somebody or worse whatever the hell this was after the game. Should I just blame John Morant's father? I think that the guy that got ejected was sitting with John Morant's father. Yeah. So that's probably an actual John Morant's father's involved in way too many things. Right. Get him higher up in yeah. the crowd. Get him in a box somewhere. I, uh, seriously. Get no, him in exa- a box exactly, somewhere. Exactly, because he's always on the floor. Yeah. Like this, in all honesty, it seems like the best course of action for John Morant is to tell his father, stop coming to games right. or, or we're putting you in a suite. Yeah where you can't yell at the other team's players right. with whoever your friend is that's then going to yell at them outside and go on the, the team court. bus. Yeah. And then go on the team bus. So I don't think you're wrong that we can maybe just point the finger at John Moran's father and say, what the hell's going on here? That's crafty wording right there. I give you credit. <laughs> also, not the most fun news in college basketball. Did you see the Mountain West issue a statement about the Colorado State yes. student section? About what they yelled. So Utah State has a player from Ukraine Mm -hmm. on their team. And the uh, reports are that the Colorado State student section was chanting Russia at the player from Ukraine. Colorado State put out their athletic director, put out a statement about it. The Mountain West has put out a statement about it. I don't know. Utah State did. Yeah, Utah State did as well. I don't know that anything is going to happen because it's a relatively hard thing to like police after the fact is uh oh some people yelled this how do we find them but uh yeah probably the worst student section type of behavior that we've seen this season i don't know if there's been actually i did see uh duke their little sheet they passed around to the cameron crazies had the phone numbers of north carolina players and north carolina family members on their sheet they passed around which is also probably not uh that's a good some impressive research (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> How'd they get what those? Do you think? How'd they get those? San Diego State beat Boise State by 20. Uh, Boise State did not have one of its best players, Marcus Shaver, though. So sort of an asterisk next to that result meaning very much as far as who's better. But San Diego State is back to first place in the Mountain West at 9-2. and two. Boise State fell to 8-3. and three. Uh, San Diego State goes on to win this conference. I don't know. I think they're going to lose at Utah State this week. They always lose at Utah State. They still have to go to Boise. Where Marcus Shaver will presumably play. I'm going to say Boise. I think Boise is going to play. I think Boise fully healthy is just as good as San Diego State. Here is your uh, projected conference record by Ken Palm. San Diego State 14-4. Boise State and Nevada 13-5. Utah State 12-6. New Mexico 11-7. Okay. Would be your top five. UNLV? Um, seven and 11 in the seventh seed. Okay. So Ouch. that's your, they would finish behind the top five and then they have San Jose State 
finishing one game ahead of UNLV. So that's your uh, projections at the moment. All right, coming up next here on ESPN Las Vegas, Kyrie Irving is going to the Mavericks. Now LaMelo's got the interception. One-on-one with Houston. Throws on the brakes. Fires a three. Got it again. Hornets lead. Halliburton. Got it blocked from behind by Mobley. Holy Mobley. Okoro down the floor to Allen. Pow. That's the exclamation point for this one. We're back to the press box with Graney and Bischoff. I believe last week Jared pulled a holy Mobley call from the Cavaliers announcer too. Really? It's Great minds call. think alike. I think we need more of the holy Mobley. It's a good I think it's a good call when Evan Mobley blocks a shot to go with holy Mobley. Um so Friday after our show, worst time for news to happen. Kyrie Irving requested to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. He and the Nets did not come to an agreement on a long-term extension. He's going to be a free agent after this year. And he wanted to be traded away. And before we got back on the air, Kyrie Irving was traded away to the Dallas Mavericks. The Nets are getting Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. One first-round pick and two second-round picks. The best part of this entire thing is the Nets owner, Joseph Sy saying he can go anywhere but the Lakers because he wants to go to the Lakers. <laughs> I was actually if I don't I don't know if that's true. I want it to be true. So, which would be awesome. Sham Sharnia and Chris Haynes have both reported that the Lakers offered two first round picks, uh which is not until 2027 and 2029 plus Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving. And Sham Sharni is to go one step further to say the Nets then told the Lakers, you're also going to have to include like three young players or whatever. So the Nets were like, yeah, and you're going to have to give us every valuable player on your team beyond that. And the Lakers, I guess, wouldn't actually do that. The other, did you see Chris Haynes report that the Suns were interested and the Suns... I knew they were interested. The Suns offered... Jay Crowder, who has not played for them this entire year, Chris Paul, and an unspecified pick, which don't know if it's a first or a second, but they were dangling Chris Paul out there as an asset to try to get Kyrie Irving to Phoenix to play with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. Uh, I mean, I could see that, right? You're getting Chris younger, Paul, but also you're crazier. Younger, <laughs> like getting a little loonier. <laughs> like, uh. But You're if I'm better, if I'm the Nets, there's no way I'm accept. I don't want Chris Paul that right. badly. No, like, like, okay, what am I doing with that? I get like a year or two of Chris. At the I, don't most? Even, I don't even know what his contract situation well, is. Chris but Paul like, would have shown up. That too. So those were the offers. They ended up taking the one from Dallas. So I'll ask you the generic question first. Forget about specific teams. You're just running a random NBA team. Do you want Kyrie Irving on your team? Yeah, you do. I do. I do. Is with all the craziness. Um, are am I a contender? Sure, because not no non-contender was you know trading for him. Then I want him. I I take his play over the lunacy. I think he's the worst star player in any of the major four sports leagues. But would you take him? No, you wouldn't. No. Not a chance I'd take him. Really? Not a chance. And listen, a lot of people have been like, oh, the Ma- it makes sense for the Mavericks. And like the Mavericks have done absolutely nothing around Luka Doncic, right? right? They right. 
they failed at at building a team around around Luca. Kyrie Irving's far and away the best player Luca's going to have ever have played with. If Kyrie actually ends up playing, right? It's it gives them a legitimate one-two if they get them on the court. Every single franchise that has had Kyrie Irving regrets it. Maybe you could say Cleveland because they won a title, but every single franchise it has ended poorly. And for two of them, Boston and Brooklyn, they never even really got anything out of it, especially Brooke. Brooklyn has won one playoff series since they've had Kyrie Irving. They had Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Now, granted, a lot of injuries between those three, a lot of yes. non-playing between those three, but they won one playoff series. This is not a, hey, you add Kyrie Irving and you're guaranteed to have a great player on the floor all the time. I would not want Kyrie Irving on my team regardless of my situation. Uh, go ahead, Danny. 28 games left for the Mavericks. How many does Irving play? 25. How many back-to-backs do they have? I think he, I think yeah, he's going to play. Plays. He shows up and plays. Almost all of them. Yeah. Almost all of he them. He wanted the trade. He got the trade. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, it's a whole other deal about re-signing with them, but I, I don't <laughs> think they... I don't even know if they traded for him thinking they'd re-sign him. Probably not. And actually, that might be the better part of the trade for the Mavericks I mean, is that Dorian Finney-Smith and um, Spencer Dinwiddie we're not expiring contracts. Kyrie Irving is. Right. So if they don't re-sign him, that frees up cap space to go sign somebody in free agency. Though, granted, I don't think it's a super strong free agent class uh, this offseason. But maybe they can make a trade and add some salary that way. But I just, I don't believe there's a situation where Kyrie Irving is worth it. Because look at what he just did with Brooklyn. The Brooklyn Nets... Have Kyrie Irving under contract. The Brooklyn Nets, from all the reporting, the Nets wanted to just ride out this season with Kyrie Irving. Just Kyrie Irving, be on the floor, play with Kevin Durant, just ride out this season, see how well you can do. They're in the top four in the East. See how far you can go in the postseason and then let Kyrie Irving walk. Kyrie didn't even want to finish out the season with the Nets. Okay, he's not a loon for 28 games. He plays... He plays at the level he can. How far can they go? There's four back-to-backs in for the rest of the season. So he might miss like four so games. He might miss, yeah. Maybe five. And the last 10, ga- 10 days of March, they play seven games. What did you just say? The last 10 days of March, they play seven games? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, six games. Okay. Six Who games. made that schedule? From, from the 20th to the 29th, they have six games. It's a little more palatable, but that's still pretty. So he doesn't... He doesn't Go off the handle. Yep. He's not a lunatic. And he plays, and he plays at his level with Luka. How far can they go? Western Conference Finals. Okay. They were there last year. Yeah. The The toughest part about it is the West is like, who's the best team in the West? Steph Curry got hurt again. The Warriors are like going to be in the play-in round at this point. So it's going to be a weird Western Conference playoffs, but I do not think they're better than Denver. I do not think they're better than Memphis. I do not think they're better than a fully healthy Golden State. Will we see that? I have better no than idea. A fully, are they better than a fully healthy Clippers? Maybe. Maybe not. What about the Kings? <laughs> no, they're better than they're the Kings. They're still there. Kings are in third place right and, now. And they're not good. They haven't gone anywhere for a long time. They might not be better than the Kings, but I don't think this team can win a title with just those two. Because now... Now that they traded Denwitty and Dorian Finney-Smith, that's like, you know, that was two of their top, like, five, six players on the team. 
It's not like they gave up nobody on the current roster to get Kyrie Irving. So they did hurt themselves in terms of their after their top two who's left. I don't think this team can win a title. Is it more likely today than it was two days ago? Yes, absolutely. But I don't think this team is winning the NBA title. And the risk you have is that Kyrie Irving just doesn't play for you at some point. Well, again, no, that's a risk. Yeah. I mean, it, it's always a risk. Right. He demanded a trade. His team, the Nets are top four in the East right now. And he was like, ah, get me out of here. I don't want to be here anymore because they wouldn't give him a long-term extension. What are the chances that two weeks into this, the Dallas is like, well, we're not signing you to long-term extension either. And he's just like, all right, see you later. I don't think he thought going to Dallas. Well, I mean, the, the, the Nets decided that I don't think when he demanded a trade, he wanted to go to the Lakers that no matter where he went, he would sit because of that though, with this few games left. I mean, it is him. So who knows what he's going to do, but I think he'll play it out. I think he'll play it out and then he won't sign with them in the off season. I, I do think that the most likely scenario is he plays 20 something of the 28 games to go for the Mavs. Probably not all of them. Cause it's the NBA and almost nobody plays every game. And then he plays in the postseason, and, and then he signs elsewhere. Right. I, I do think that's the most likely scenario. I do think when we get to July or whatever it is that Dallas will look back and nothing truly catastrophic will have happened. They'll have given up assets and to get Kyrie Irving, but that's the most likely scenario. There's still a 30% chance that Kyrie Irving causes you some massive headache and you've got to do a press conference that you never wanted to do in the first place, which is why I would never want Kyrie Irving on my team would never add him. And I'll be fascinated to see what his market is as a free agent. How many teams are going to want Kyrie Irving and how many teams are going to want to sign him to a four year, $200 million deal or whatever that dollar amount ends up being, because that's what he's going to want. I'm honestly, I'm surprised there were three teams willing to give up as much as they were. I'm surprised the Suns were willing to give up Chris Paul and potentially know, a first round pick. I'm surprised the just, Mavs were giving up a first and two good players. And then the Lakers offering up their two first round picks. It's just always about winning. I think when they see a great player, they said, we can be the one where he's not going to go crazy. But he's only won once in his career. I know. He's a great player, though. I know. If they, if you think you're close, um, and you like you said, they've never put anything around Luke anyway. You know that as a Mavericks fan. Uh, I'm not a Mavericks fan. But you're a Dallas guy. No. He only likes the Cowboys. Oh, you only he's like the DC Cowboys. Oh, he's and then DC randomly and then, likes the Cowboys. He yeah. randomly likes the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of Danny Webster. Wrong huge, Danny. Huge, yeah, wrong Danny. No, I'm a, I'm a Wizards fan. I got yeah. to enjoy them collapsing two games in a row this weekend. So that was great. <laughs> <laughs> the, that I think that, though, is the real story. The Mavericks have done nothing for the entire time they've had Luka that they were basically, they thought they had to go get Kyrie Irving. This is an organization that landed one of the best players in the league in Luka Doncic, and they have completely failed to build a team around him to the point where they thought they had to get Kyrie Irving. That's the real story here is that the Mavericks have failed so much that they put themselves in a corner of, well, our best chance at winning is Kyrie Irving. And that's nowhere you want to be as an organization, as a front office, because that's pretty brutal. Um, I take the kid. Yeah. Good luck with that. (laughs) Coming up next on ESPN Las Vegas, Jameson Welch joins the show. Joining us now here on ESPN Las Vegas is Jameson Welch. You can follow him on Twitter at the Jameson. Two E's in the. Good morning, Jameson. Hey, Jameson. 
Uh, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me as always. Definitely Absolutely. appreciate it. All right. I'm going to ask you just a, a blanket statement here. Don't don't pretend it's the Mavs, but you're just a GM of an NBA team, just a, the average NBA team. Would you want Kyrie Irving on your team? No. No. <laughs> um, I'm a big person on consistency and reliability, and he has proven to be unreliable and inconsistent in his actions. Um, it's just very difficult to trust a guy when you have a team setting in a situation uh, to bring that guy in and hope for the best results for the long term. Um, you know, over the last few months, the Nets have actually had a pretty good stretch of games, and then the trade deadline comes. He asked for an extension. The Nets say no, and then he says, I went out. Like, it's just a lot going on with Kyrie Irving. Now, here's the thing. As talented as he is, he's extremely talented. However, everywhere he's gone, it's ended very, very, very badly for one reason or another. And to be honest with you, sometimes the juice is not worth the squeeze. If for whatever reason, we're talking about this before you came on, if for whatever reason he does not go nuts and plays and plays in you know 25 of the last 28 games and he's really, really good, how good have they become with him? Well, they're going to be a good offensive team. Like That's never going to be an issue. My issue is defensively. Who's going to guard someone? Because we know Luka's not a great defender. Like We know that. Uh, now you traded away probably your best perimeter defender. So now you're relying on Kyrie Irving to play defense. That's not really his strong suit. Um, they didn't replace the wing defender, and there's not a lot of those out there that you can trade for. So right now, Bullock is your best wing defender. That's not going to work. So... I'm curious to see what happens, but offensively, who's gonna who's gonna come off the ball? Like we know, Luke likes to dribble the air off the ball. Um, who's going to sacrifice, and also who's going to defend? I think this is more. There's more questions than answers right now. But Dallas had to make the move because they don't get all-star type of talent like that. They're not in a market where guys want to voluntarily go to. They have to trade for guys like they did just now. So. We'll see how it shakes out, but it's a lot of questions right now. On the net side of this, do you think anything happens to Kevin Durant? Does he try to get out of Brooklyn, or is Kevin Durant just at least playing out the rest of this season in Brooklyn? I don't think anything happens before Thursday. I think he plays this season out and then reevaluates everything going forward. Uh, but also, what are the Nets trying to do? Because they have another max contract guy on that team as well who is not playing like a max contract guy, <laughs> and that's in Ben Simmons. So... If you're the Nets, you got to figure out what you want to do. You made a play. It didn't quite work out. Where do we go from here? And I'm curious to see what happens because they put a lot of money and resources into this situation. It didn't work out. They made the second round once. They got swept in the first round. This situation did not work out at all. So now what do you do? Do you just say cut bait and restart? Or do you try to make one last push with Kevin Durant and the last was prime? I don't know what the answer is. But the way Joe Sires is moving, it would not surprise me if they just rebuild the whole thing this summer. Uh, LeBron compared the uh, his mark that he's about to get to Hank Aaron's record, 755 home runs. Um, where do you put this record, Jamison? Where, where should this kind of stand in the, the kind of pantheon of sports in terms of where it should be importance of? It's a, it's a big record. I don't know if it's 755, though. That's a, that's a totally different situation, especially – how things were going back then. I asked a totally different conversation. It's a very big record, but we never really talked about this record like that before. 
it was never something that was like aimed for or that was a, a, a such a prestigious uh, number. Like, yes, it's being the all-time leading scorer in the NBA is an amazing feat, but it wasn't like something that is talked about every day. Like, we talk about championships, we talk about other stats and other records. This isn't one of them. Uh, and that's unfortunate because Kareem doesn't get the just do he deserves. But when you look at this record, it's a huge accomplishment, but it really, you know what, in two weeks, it'll probably be forgotten about because we just don't talk about it. It doesn't get talked about. It doesn't get mentioned. No one's going to be using it in their debates or arguments. It's just, it's a good record amongst other, all the other records LeBron has, but it's not going to be something that gets talked about on a daily level. Is there any record in basketball that compares to a home run record in baseball? That's a great question. Um, not really, because the home run, what it signifies for baseball, is not really the same thing for basketball. Like, for instance, Steph has the all-time three-point record, and we really don't talk about it or really care about it like that. You know what I mean? So it's really, it's really odd. Like, there's really not necessarily a record I can pinpoint and say, hey, this is the equivalent. But the gold standard in the NBA, even though he doesn't have the all-time record and titles, is Michael Jordan, six finals, six rings. Like, that's the... That's the unfortunately that's the one thing people point to in terms of greatness, whether they make the arguments and whatnot. That's the thing people point to. So that's probably the only thing I can point to and say, hey, if there's an equivalent to anything, this is the mark that's set, and let's see who can try to you know get close to it. Uh, we were joking that the Sacramento Kings just won't go away. Are they going to go away? No, they're good. They're they're good. Now they don't play defense either, but <laughs> they can score with the best of them, man. At home, when they're at home, they really, really turn it up. Uh, they have, they should have two all-stars. De'Aaron Fox should have been an all-star. Uh, he's averaging like 24 games, six assists. They're third in the West. I know they're playing a small NBA market. No one cares about Sacramento on the West Coast because you have the Lakers, you have the Warriors, you have the Clippers, you know, the Suns. So no one really pays attention to the Kings like that, but they are a very fun watch. They're probably the best watch out of all the teams out West right now, just in terms of entertainment value. Um, but no, they're they're good. They're as long as they stay healthy, they're going to stay in the top four out west because everyone else below them has issues. Like the Warriors have injury issues, the Clippers are coming along, but they still have some consistency issues as well. I don't know who who from the bottom half of the West would come up in the top four. I really don't know. So yeah, I think Sacramento's a safe bet. I believe they're four games separating themselves from the four seed. So yeah, they're they're fine. I, I don't see them crash it down anytime soon. What was your main takeaway from the athletic story about John Morant, one of his friends or a group of his friends that were arguing outside the arena with the Pacers as the Pacers were getting onto their team bus and the allegation that the NBA couldn't say happened or didn't happen that a laser possibly from a gun was pointed at the Pacers from a car that John Morant was in. Yeah, that's a huge allegation because that's, you know, that's serious. I mean, you put a weapon at someone, that's uh, that's a, a very, very serious allegation right there, accusation. Me, personally, if there's no proof, I think that's not a story. Because once you put that out there, you're putting a lot of things on not only Ja, but his family and friends and also the Memphis Grizzly team. And that's something you really can't walk back. Once you put that out there, you're putting a lot of things on him and that organization that, doesn't go away right away. So if the NBA did their investigation, and best believe they did, like if they didn't find any wrongdoing, then that's probably the case. The NBA, when they go to evaluate things, 
they don't leave any stone unturned. They will call and investigate everyone involved in the situation and get to the bottom of it. So I don't think there's any foul play. However, John Morant needs to calm down. You have a max contract. You have a Nike signature deal. You don't need to be involved in any type of situation to jeopardize any of that. He is one of the faces of the NBA. You do not want anything to go sideways or left. There's been a couple incidents um, over the last few months that he's been involved in or been rumored to be involved in. He has to really chill out because, honestly, his future is way brighter than anything else going on right now, and I would hate to see something happen to jeopardize that. Does his dad need to chill out? No, his dad is good for the game because his dad doesn't mean any harm. Like, his dad's not out there committing crimes or anything like that. Uh, I, you know, Personally, he's part of the show. NBA is entertainment. Like, I think that's the one thing we all, at the end of the day, we kind of forget. Like, NBA is still entertainment. And he's part, his dad's a part of the entertainment thing. However, there is times where some people would like for his dad to kind of chill. And I understand that. Like, I get that. But I don't see his dad doing any harm. Like, his dad's not fighting anyone. His dad's not, you know, interfering with the game or anything like that. So I don't see a huge problem with it. But with that being said, John Rant as a whole kind of got to calm things down. When you're a max, when you're a super max type of player, you don't want to be involved in a lot of nonsense because, one, you're going to get a bigger contract on the next one. Secondly, he has the opportunity to win a championship and do very special things that very few have done. So it would be nice to see uh, him take advantage of the opportunities that he may have coming up soon. Are you surprised that the Suns were offering up Chris Paul to try to get Kyrie Irving? No, he's an expiring contract. So he has a clause in his contract where they can, whoever has his contract can buy him out in the summer for $15 million and make him an unrestricted free agent. So basically that contract is very valuable for how the NBA does business and how teams do business. So I'm not surprised at all. He's an older point guard. We're kind of at the end of the road with him being your starter on a contending team. So, no, it's not a surprise at all. And plus, Phoenix, their window is pretty much shut. Like they had a chance. They had a two-year window. It didn't work out, and they have to kind of reboot it. So seeing him in, in the trade talk is not surprising at all. It's kind of expected, to be honest with you. Who's your MVP right now? Man, that's tough. I can't give Jokic three MVPs. I'm sorry. I cannot. <laughs> you you got you to gotta touch the finals before you get three MVPs in a row. Like, you got to touch them. I don't care what the situation is. If you're not going to the finals, I can't give you three in a row. However, um, Luka, if the Mavs stay in the top four, Luka's probably the pick. But the way the numbers are going, Jokic is probably going to win it again. Like, Jokic is probably the, the front runner. They're number one out west by a wide margin. Uh, he's doing great. The team's doing great. The numbers suggest it. I would say he's probably the front runner to get it, but I would probably have Luka, and I would probably have Jason Tatum too, just based off of how good the Celtics have been and how good he's been. So uh, that, that would be my one-two at the moment. Do you think Jokic gets to the finals this year? Yes, yes, they are the favorite. Uh, they have the least amount of concerns out of all the teams out West. Like, all the teams out West have a lot of issues except them. They have a few concerns, and one of them is Jokic's defense. Uh, I think that in the playoffs, his glaring weakness becomes an issue, but they have enough defenders to kind of mask it enough to where I think they get over the hump. Plus, I just don't think the West is that good this year. Like, Golden State just had a really big injury with Steph being out for a few weeks. The Clippers are the Clippers. The Grizzlies, I don't think, are ready yet. Um, New Orleans just, you know, lost 10 in a row. I don't see a threat to Denver. Like, I think Denver has 
the least amount of concerns with a pretty stacked roster. When you look at their one through eight, it's pretty stacked with guys you can rely on. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at the Jameson. He's Jameson. Well, it's Jameson as always. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jameson. Oh, not a problem. Thanks for having me, guys. So there's Jameson on the NBA. And that might be, we've talked about the West looking like it's going to be kind of wide open. He might be right. That might be the, it's just going to be the one seed, the Nuggets, because they're somewhat, you know, rolling through this year, number one seed right now. And it might just be as simple as, yeah, they don't have many problems to worry about. And even though there's some potential with the Clippers and the Warriors, and if they're all healthy and ready to go, you're still sitting around waiting for that to happen. And maybe it never does. And it's just the nuggets, maybe not easily, but the nuggets kind of roll their way. And they're in the NBA finals playing bucks, Celtics, Celtics, Sixers, whoever comes out of the East, not the nets probably anymore coming up next here on ESPN, Las Vegas, we'll get into some college football, but first we got golden Knights tickets to give away. If you want to go see the golden Knights take on the Tampa Bay lightning on February 18th, Call in now, 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. You'll win two tickets to see the Golden Knights take on the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday, February 18th. Be caller number eight at 702-364-1100. I don't know um, fully about that defense. They talk about them being a good defense. I'm not sure. I think the the pass game, Kansas City pass game, will expose what we thought we were going to be able to expose before some unfortunate circumstances happen. So we'll see. Graney and Bischoff are back on the press box. All right, hold on. I got two more things on the NBA. First off, I just saw that the picks that Brooklyn is getting from Dallas, it's a 2027 second, a 2029 first, and a 2029 second. That's that's like four and six years from now. Might as well take in the Lakers picks. <laughs> Does nobody in the NBA have current picks to trade? Everything is 2027 or 2029? 2029 first rounder? Yeah, the first round pick they got for Durant or for Kyrie Irving is not until 2029. Good luck to you. There's a a 10-year-old that they're really interested in right now. Yes. Does LeBron have a 10-year-old? That's a good question. Does LeBron (laughs) want to play with that 10-year-old too? (laughs) Like, that's insane to me that the pick would be that far into the future. Has an has an NFL team ever traded a first-round pick that's six years away? I don't know any offhand, but I would say maybe not six, but probably four or five, yeah. Man. A lot of times you're trading the pick within the within the within that same draft. Right. Like, the, get the, you know, like if the Raiders give up the seventh. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole trade conversation, if Aaron Rodgers is available, is going to be do you give up the seventh a pick. top ten pick yeah. for, Aaron for Aaron Rodgers? Because – They'd trade this. If you were the Raiders, you'd say, oh, yeah, we'll trade our 2029 first sure. round pick for Rodgers. <laughs> we might can... be on board for that. Well, the thing is, the part of the reason, like if you're a GM and you're trading for a first round pick that's six years into the future, you're not going to be around to use no. that. No. Like, you're not going to make it that long most of the time. What, do you, what good is that pick right. to you? Okay, so there's, all right, 2029 first rounder. The other uh, fun NBA part, so the first game the Nets played without Kyrie was actually over the weekend because they sat him after his trade. Oh, yeah, he had that calf injury. Yeah, yeah, big, uh, big, uh, he's in a lot of pain. Yeah. Cam Thomas scored 44 (laughs) points for the Nets in a win over the Wizards. Who is Cam (laughs) Thomas? I did not know who that was. I have no idea who he is. He went to LSU. 
Uh, he was a first round draft pick, second half of the first round. But I genuinely, we we've been talking for the last couple of months about like, oh, all these 40 and 50 point games in the NBA. And I think I've been asking the question, who's going to be the worst to have a 50, 50 point, point game? game? Yeah, 50 point game. Can we lower it to 40 and just say it's Cam, Cam Thomas? Because who's Cam Thomas? No clue. Can Kevin Durant win a title with Cam Thomas? Could have sat here all day and not even told you where he went to college. No, I had to look it up. I do you know how great it will be if the Nets manage to hold on to whatever, like the three seed in the East and Cam Thomas, Kevin Durant comes back and it's, it's a duo of Durant, Durant and, and Cam, Cam Thomas, Thomas and nobody can stop Cam Thomas. And Durant the doesn't ask for the trade because right. he now realizes how good Cam Thomas is. They're just looking around being like, wow, Durant realizing who Cam Thomas is on his team. <laughs> like, who's this guy? Has he been here the whole time? He sometimes <laughs> plays when I'm out. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're telling me we could have traded Kyrie Irving a long time ago and I could have just been playing with this Cam superstar? So Cam Thomas goes for 44 in a win over the Wizards, and nobody knows who he is until now. He also had a 33-point game at Indianapolis earlier this year. I don't year. believe you. How yep. many points does he have on the year? Uh, he, he, averaged, seven? he averages eight and a half a game. How many games has he played? Um, It looks like a pretty decent amount. All right. So he is basically a role player who probably who once plays, in a while probably plays like ten minutes off for like yeah. thirty plus. Probably so, plays like ten a game and has two just monster games. This year's stats: thirty five games played, eight and a half points per game, uh, one point five rebounds per game, one point four assists per game, and he's shooting forty six percent and eighty from free throw. So he's a journeyman who once in a while will go for thirty. Well, he's only like two years into the league. He's not even a journeyman right. yet. He's that young? Yeah. Yeah, this is his second year. He's played a total of 102 games. Yeah. Okay. So if you're the Nats, you've got to start this kid, right? <laughs> if he's going for 44. <laughs> they are, the Nets are now going to have a whole bunch of role players without having the second star player. Like, assuming Kevin Durant oh, comes sure. back, they're going to... When, when Durant comes back. Let's let's throw Cam Thomas in there. But it's like, you've got Nick Claxton, you've got Seth Curry, now you've right. got Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Denwitty, Cam Thomas. Like, you've got a good chunk of sort of role players. <laughs> Cam hey, Thomas. Cam Thomas is... <laughs> Cam Thomas. I, he might be more than a role player at this point. They've got a good chunk of players and pieces that you probably need to actually win a title. They just... It's just Kevin Durant They don't have the second guys. stars. Yeah. And... You what, have to have what two is, stars. What is going to happen to them? Because, again, they're top four in the East. This isn't like, oh, they're floundering and they, they're in the play-in rounds. They're, top, they're not falling out of the playoffs, and they might hold on to a top four seed. They might be does, hosting a first-round series. I mean, he's under contract, I think, for four more years. But does Durant force himself out now? How good is Cam Thomas? <laughs> I don't think Cam Thomas I mean, is that the, good. The genuine question is... What do the Nets do from here? Do the Nets think, well, we've got Durant and we've got these other pieces. Let's find a way to get that number two player and try to win a title. Because I, you've got Durant, and if you go get a number two who's actually going to play, you can win a championship. Yes. Or do they say, yeah, this really failed. We're going to blow move this on up from him. and you know, we'll go trade get Durant for more we picks. Can. More picks in, in 2034. 2036. And uh, in that game, Cam Thomas had 30 points just in the second half. Wow.
What a disaster by the Wizards. So we had 14 oh, in the first Oh, it's against half. your team? Yeah, they no blew, wonder they this blew like a 20-something point lead oh, two no games in a row happened. and lost well, both of them. Well, yeah, you can't expect it. Can't no guard lead Cam safe. Thomas. No lead safe with Cam Thomas around, Danny. Come on, Danny. Apparently not. <laughs> but I do wonder, do the Nets look at this and say, let's land that second piece and go with Kevin Durant? Or is the, I I think that's what they do. Everything they've done since they've gotten since Joseph Sy has been there has been super aggressive. They haven't shown any effort to say, "Hey, let's slow down and let's try to build something." Are you so, suggesting they're in a win now mode instead of a process? Yeah, there's no process here. They're going to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, all right. 